Ready to have your mind genetically altered for the good of the galaxy? This is PlayStation Radio UK. This is 97.1 FM, you're listening to PlayStation Radio UK, it's the 30th of October, and it's 8pm. I'm Simon, with what, me, sorry? with the 30th of, 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 of October. <laughs> Let's go ahead and have the pet. <laughs> so that, that guy over there making fun of me, he's Ben. Patrick Hi. isn't here, because he's got his priorities messed up. That's what I said. I stole it off you. Line stealer. <laughs> so what did you My say he was awful. doing? Um, sorry? What was Patrick doing instead of this? I don't know, because we just did a take, and when I cut out and was subsequently signed out of Skype, um, I, uh, I did actually ask you what he's doing, because I don't know, he didn't tell me. Alright, well I don't know either. I don't... Oh, okay, cool, that's awesome, worth, worth, worth the wait, huh? That's how much we cared, we didn't even ask him what was happening. Did he even confirm to you that he wasn't coming on? Because all he said to me was that he might not be able to make it later and he'd let us know. Yeah, he didn't confirm. I just kind of assumed. <laughs> He'll be on in ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> forever alone, Patrick. Oh well. Uh, so, uh, so what's been going on, buddy? Not too much. Um, I went out for Halloween last weekend, and if you've ever thought of dressing up as Maverick from Top Gun, do not do it. Because. I mean, I I went the f- I went the full, the f- what's the expression? I went the full mile. I went the yeah. You, you went the f- the full. The I full went the green length. mile. <laughs> really That's an expression far. now, damn it. And I got the helmet with all like I got like the pattern on it. I spent ages doing that. I got a ju- like a flight suit. I put the patches on it. They're just iron on. I had my boots on, and I went out to Dundee, and the whole night... Got stabbed, and they took it off me, and I was left for dead. Oh, they actually... I, I had the helmet on for, like, I don't know, the first half at the club, and then this guy, this bouncer came up to me and was like, that's a weapon, give me your hat, it's a weapon, and I was like, excuse me, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Did um, you headbutt him? Well, the, the thing I didn't understand was, you get some clubs where they'll give you plastic bottles or cups instead of bottles. Right. This club give you glass bottles there was more Jesus. glass on that um dance floor than like I, at first i thought i was just standing on a textured floor there was that much glass but all of it was that's glass. fucked up that's um, so dangerous yeah that was like if you fail you'd fuck yourself up and then i he thought takes there my were laws off. against having glass bottles in well clubs. apparently not there <laughs> Jeez. because you know a helmet isn't going to do as much damage as pushing someone onto that floor mm-hmm. now simon anyway did we'll, you we'll get let... Any penis jokes made about the helmet? No, I didn't. But let me oh, just really? let me just finish this. The reason you shouldn't dress up as Maverick is because so many guys will touch you and and grab you and feel you. It's just so fucking weird. I think that's just you. No, it's like they they see the helmet and they were like trying to grab me and pull, see, penis pull jokes. me towards why them. Weren't they, why weren't there any penis jokes made? That's why I should have been there. You should have been there. Hmm. 
Um, but it was fun. And not much else has happened apart from that this week. Mm. I've had a pretty boring week. Rubbish. Um, I've oh, been, uh... actually, big news. Oh. Podcast news. Um, we got nominated for that award. Did we mention that last week? Did we made a whole big thing about it last week. Okay, right. Well, that's not and the news. Been a Never video. mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Idiot. <laughs> you should still vote for us, though. You can vote until the 5th of November every day, and uh, we're up against IGN. So <laughs> let's, let's try and win. Yeah. Um, but because it's you vote every day, I don't think IGN has listeners loyal enough to check back every single day i think people will give up um, and you think we have listeners loyal enough to do that <laughs> well we don't even have listeners let alone loyal ones so i think it's just me and you that's at least what how many days until the 5th of november like six days so that's 12 votes we mm. can do it yeah that's like a thousand less than igm but you know yeah whatever i'm just uh, honored to be nominated at all Yep, that's what we'll say in our in our um, when we lose. Yeah, when we lose, that will be our speech. I'm just honoured to be nominated. I didn't care with the tears in the eyes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you run up. Excuse me. <laughs> As you stand, you stand up right before he announces who's going to win, and and then you have to sit oh, back down because no. you thought it was you. <laughs> I put a hand on your shoulder and shake my head. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going out for Halloween tomorrow. Um, and we don't really do Halloween like the like the Americans do it because it's really it's their thing, isn't it? Um, we just sort of do it as it's sort of like cosplay in the UK. Really, it's becoming more and more like cosplay. Yeah, what so, do they do in in America? That is, isn't that just cosplay? Well, it's sort of they 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 go whole hog. Like there's um, back home in Oxford, there's uh, there's a US uh, Air Force base, okay. um, and this sort of estate around there, there's lots of American families that live there and they, like, it's crazy what they do. They have the decoration. It, it's it's immense. I can't really describe it. I went so many years ago. Um, but it's sort of like going to a themed area of a theme park when you go into that estate. It's it's mm. just insane. And, and they have people wandering around in costumes that aren't trick-or-treating they're just they're just doing it because they enjoy it and and they're just sort of patrolling up and down outside their house to try and scare people yeah because they don't get enough patrolling at work (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh it's i i've two of my friends are playing the role of prostitutes they are male and they will be dressing up as women now obviously not confident enough in my masculinity. I was like, hell no, I'm not putting on a tutu. So <laughs> so I am dressing up as a gangster pimp type man. And uh, I showed Simon my hat. And it's a good hat. I'm going to rub the hat on the microphone so people get a feel for really what's going on. There it is. Did you feel that? Yeah, I felt Doesn't it. Doesn't it? Does it feel good? No. I'm going to perch it on my headphones. I feel like an idiot. It actually it. looks... Um... A lot like you said, it looked like the one from Breaking Bad, and it does. It looks like Heisenberg's hat. hat. Yeah, it was it was too expensive, really. I just tell myself it's an investment because I, I'm never going to use it again. But no, you I don't should. know you that. Should, you should use it all the time. Really? Shall yeah. I make it my thing? It doesn't even fit my head. It's it's plasticky and nasty. It's um, plasticky, yet it cost a lot. It was it was like nine quid for this hat. All oh, right, well, that's not too much for a hat. I mean, I thought you were going to say it was like thirty quid. It's not a real hat. It's it's a prop hat. I mean, listen to it. Hats don't do that. <laughs> okay. 
How many hats even... do you know do that? Do what? Click? Yeah. Has a oh. fucking button. What is that? A top hat would. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so I'm going out tomorrow, so I'll, I'll let you know how that goes next week. Um, okay. And uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Liberation uh, for Vita arrived on Saturday. A week early like, for you. Yeah, a week early. And thanks, Granger Games, sponsor. They're great. You should go there. They, they do really cheap prices as well. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they sent it out super early, so I got it about the same time as reviewers. So I finished it, and I'm going to talk about it after the break. Aww. Game of the Week. Game of the Week. Do you mind if I jump in first, Simon? No. Oh, you're so, you're so understanding. Just don't finish in it because I need to go in there after you. Okay, I'll. Uh, that was I'll, horrible. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I'll just go with it. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed Liberation. That is a game that came out uh, soon, maybe today in America. Um, I think it launches the same day as Assassin's Creed 3 over here, which is Wednesday, so tomorrow. Um, and. I did not really enjoy it because they had the opportunity here to make a fantastic open world experience on the Vita and it falls short in so many so many ways, so much so that I actually found myself keeping a Word document with the issues that I had with it. So you play as Aveline, who is a French woman and that's is pretty that a, much all you know. Is that a question? Do you still not even know her gender by the end? <laughs> she is she is quite masculine. Oh, okay. Um, no, she uh, she is an assassin. And it starts off the game and you're playing as her as a little girl and you're with your mum walking through the market and then for some reason you get separated, which isn't explained. And then you're all grown up suddenly and you're an assassin and your mum's not there anymore and you're living with your stepmother and dad and that's the main problem with this game the story is absolutely inconsequential and it doesn't make any sense and it leaves massive story holes and plot holes and things and by the time i'd finished the game people were shouting at each other and it's like oh it was you all along you're the company man i was like what is a company man when when did this <laughs> enter the story uh and and then there were people she was referring to that she must have recognised. I had no idea who they were. She was babbling on about names of people that I must have stabbed at some point, but I don't know who they are. And then they all started stabbing each other in the face, and then the credits rolled, and that was out. That was about it, really. So it's sort of the cutscenes felt like they were just an excuse to make you go and stab someone, but the. the it became more and more annoying to have to go from one side of the city to the other just to start the next mission because there's so little to do in between. The the free running works. I mean, I'm obviously it's an early example of um, uh, obviously early being uh, meaning that before Assassin's Creed Three comes out of of the tree free running. Um, yeah, and it works well when it works, and the rest of the time it's really frustrating. Um, and the, she climbs well. She the animations are weird. Actually, I'll, that's on my list of hates. I'll go through that in a minute. <laughs> it's quite long. Um, and, I mean, it looks really good at times and then really rubbish at other times. Uh, the voice acting, it's 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 good, 
Although there is one major flaw where there's a lady who's an ally. And I think she's meant to be French because it, set, it takes place in New Orleans or Nouvelle Orleans, as they call it. Um, and Louisiana as well, um, in parts in the Bayou. 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 And French is just... <laughs> Bayou. Um, and... Uh, uh, so you come across this lady. I think she's meant to be French. Everyone around there is French. Um, it sort of takes place across about 10 years or so, but she doesn't... Oh, no, my phone's ringing. Bad times. Should I just let it ring? Yeah. That is the uh, theme song for CM Punk. I can barely hear it, hear it. Do you not hear it? Not really, no. I can't reach it anyway. It doesn't really matter. Shut up. Okay, I did say shut up and it stopped. So. Go you. It's looking at me now. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Yes, this French lady. Yeah, it takes place across about 10, 10 years and I'm not really sure what happened in America in that time period and that is not explained at all. Sort of Spanish soldiers show up at some point. But anyway, this woman is French and the first time you come across her, she's white and she sounds like she's Jamaican. Okay, and then in okay. some cut scenes, she's French again. And in the next one, she's... She's Jamaican, and I think it's it's clearly a voice actor who isn't French, and I think most of the cast is French, and it is the worst accent I've ever heard. You come across her first, and she's like, oh, so who's this that we got here now? I'm like, what are you? What are you? Why are you white and talking like that, especially at this period in time? There wouldn't be a white person talking like this, okay? I don't know what's going on, but you need to sort it out. And yeah. uh, and she did in the next cutscene, and then she was straight back to okay. So we got to go over here and stab this man now. It's like what? What? And she's working with this French guy who sounds French, and one would assume that this lady was French as well. Um, it's like they got the character models mixed up, and it was originally a black lady, and now it's a white lady. It's so strange. Mm. Also, obviously, this this game covers the difficult topic of slavery, and. I think if you're going to cover a topic like that, you need to go, f you know, full hog on it, a whole hog, do it properly, um, where they sort of had some missions where you're helping out slaves and you can dress up as a, as a slave at some points, but they sort of dance around the subject. And at no point in the game, or maybe one, is the fact that your character is black, is, is that that's mentioned by another NPC. Which is which I thought was really strange because I mean I know that racism is awful and it still exists now and back when there was slavery it, surely logic yeah, would tell isn't you it it's worse, worse to kind right? of pretend that there wasn't racism back then then kind of accept yeah. that there was and, and she just was deal born with into it. an uh, aristocratic family as well like her father owns a business and then suddenly her, uh, her father gives you the business this is all again the story that doesn't make any sense um, that I couldn't follow at all um, and. Uh, yeah, so so no one mentions at any point. I think at one point when you're at a party in her in her best dress, um, that someone says someone says something about your complexion. I thought, wow, that's a weird way of saying it. Oh, but what about her complexion? Uh, hmm. I just thought that they danced around the subject a little too much. I think yeah, they could probably it sounds like it. You come across Connor at one point, the star of Assassin's Creed Three. Well, that's quite cool. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> that takes about 10 minutes and apparently about a year in game time 
Because you know, in, <laughs> for example, Assassin's Creed 2, when you go to different cities and you come back to... Uh, and you do a lot of stuff in the city, in the other city, loads of story stuff, and it's really cool and interesting. And then you go back to see your mum or whatever. And she's like, oh, I've missed you. And it's literally been two years. And you can follow that quite easily. In this one, yeah. you go back and your father's got grey hair and he's on his deathbed. <laughs> when did this happen? How fast <laughs> is time passing? I don't understand. Okay, so off to, onto the list of things I don't like. Wait, first of all, yeah. you play as a French person. Yes. And uh, the adverts for the, the actual third game for the consoles, it seems like it's got freedom as like a kind of central theme. Yeah. Are you fighting for freedom in this? I don't really know what you're fighting for. You're fighting because... for slaves. I think you're trying to free the slaves, and then she sort of gives up on that. And at some point, some NPC or character loosely says, oh yeah, you used to fight for the slaves. And I was like, when did I stop? Or slash, when did I start? I don't, I don't really know what I'm fighting for, to be honest, because I can't really follow it. Yeah. Um, well, one, one weird thing that just struck me is that you're fighting for freedom, I suppose, as a black woman who isn't going to have the right the to strap vote line, until right? like, well into the 1900s. Is that the strap line? What do you mean? Is that the strapline to the to the game? It's the game, yeah. Along our strapline. You're a French woman <laughs> I, who's black, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, a lot of all the people you interact with pretty much are white people, and uh, and they're all they're all totally fine with it, which is good, I suppose. But I don't think it's accurate at all. No. Um, yeah. So but what about the redcoat killing? You mentioned that before the game came out. Oh, there are. You don't kill any British people in this game because apparently this area of America, what I was able to piece together, is is uh, very much French colonized, and then the Spanish show up at some point, which I don't understand, and then you work with some American revolutionaries towards the end, but that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was confused. Uh, poor sound design I've written because I plugged in my nice headset into my Vita and I was expecting, okay, this is cool, I can't wait. And it sounds fluffy. Like the sound effects are not that great. It All the audio sounds compressed. Like they, they did it really nicely and then they had to squish it onto the Vita. And it all sounds compressed and nasty. The soundtrack has about five tracks, um, which is annoying. So at one point in the game where I was just running around doing some side stuff, I, I turned off the music and listened to a podcast instead. And I did a side mission where you have to dance. And f stupidly, the music that you dance to actually comes under the music option rather than just the game sound option. So I was dancing to no music, which was kind of stupid. Yeah, that um, is stupid. And in the loading screen, it's, it's lots of really small things. You're going to notice about this list and you'll probably think, oh, what an asshole. But they really do add up. Um, and in the loading screen, when you're, you know, you can run around in the loading screen or whatever, uh, and your sort of character appears there and you can run around. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any noise when you're, when you're running around and jumping. And then sort of towards the end of the loading, it goes, the sound goes like that. And suddenly the sound of you running jumps in. It's really strange audio programming. It doesn't quite work. It's a little bug. Um, the AI is stupid. Uh, for example, there was a, there was a guy who was trying to kill me with his musket, and he jumped after me and went straight in the water and died. Um, oh man! Another You'd one hope where... that for an assassin game, the AI would be good because in yeah. the end, you're because basically the whole game is you're trying to outwit people and kill them. Basically, yeah. 
That's so. what they seem like anyway. Uh, another one, a lady was following me and we weren't allowed to be seen. We were escaping from a slave plantation right at the start of the game. Um, and I was dodging all these people, climbing over the rooftops and jumping down. Now, she couldn't do that, but she just ran straight through these groups of guards and they did nothing about it. Like, uh, they only had eyes for me, which I thought was really stupid. That didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've written here, no setting up of who Aveline is, her story, her background. You have a mentor, for some reason, who must have trained you. And he's sort of like a, a tribal uh, African man who hides out in the in the swampy marshes of Louisiana. But it's not really explained who he is or what his deal is. And then he's a good guy, and then he's a bad guy. I don't understand. I don't know what was going on. Um some more stupid AI. Uh, a guy told me to follow him to a certain place, but then the map marker appeared on my map and he was following me, which I thought was really stupid. You know, usually when there's when there's uh, when they say follow me and you'll walk alongside them or whatever in a cutscene type thing. Yeah. Um, it was really stupid because it was only I was on a ship and it was only at the end of the ship, and it just he said follow me, and then he was following me. I thought that was strange. <laughs> another small thing. Um, there is an option because she has three outfits her slave persona her lady persona where she dresses up in nice dress and her assassin persona they all have pros and cons um and the lady persona you have the option to charm certain people so they follow you around or you can like charm guards out of the way of entrances and things like that but when you charm them you there's no dialogue at all you just sort of wave at them even when you're right in their face and in the, even in the story section where you have to charm them charm a guy she just waves at him and there's no dialogue and he's he's a key character who you then go on to kill at some point and <laughs> and there's there's no dialogue between them at all you just sort of like wave your hand at them and maybe that's how they did it back then maybe that's maybe. how you those guys you were easy guys. Like, it's insane um and uh okay here we go murky brown environments so it looks nice sometimes but when it's overcast which it is most of the time because it's in new orleans New New Orleans, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, it is New Orleans. I'm getting confused between the French and the English. Um, it's very brown. I didn't really like the look of it. Um, oh, yeah. I couldn't finish a mission at one point because I wasn't allowed to interact with the object. So I could see it on my screen. It was flashing orange. And it would not let me interact with it. And I was I spent about an hour on it, just sort of jumping at it, hitting it. I didn't know what I had to do, so I mashed all the buttons, and it turns out you had to go into eagle mode to view it, hmm. uh, which is where I think you press up on the D-pad, and it did not tell me at any point that I could do that, and that I had to do that. Very unclear. Um, animations are janky, so running doesn't look right. Killing doesn't look right either, sometimes because when you do sort of a kill animation, you can keep twirling around and stabbing them, even if they're dead on the floor, but it keeps making the sound effects, and the blood keeps coming out like they're stood up, which was strange um cutscenes don't explain a backstory at all i've said that you can't shoot guns the, the bayonets you pick up off dead soldiers even though you have your own pes- pestle pistol you can't you can't shoot them with bayonets you pick up off the floor you only stab them so it's just it's just sort of it's sort of everyone stood around with these guns and they're all just using them like swords which which even even the enemies don't shoot them yeah Unless oh, you're at a distance, which is which rarely happens because you have to get in close to kill them. And they all just, yeah, they just use them like swords. Um, and where, when you have it and there's no one to shoot and you press square, which you would assume sort of bring up the gun to aim it or whatever, you do a weird sort of twirling motion with it. And it turns out later on that that was actually the animation for her rowing in a canoe. 
<laughs> which was really stupid. Um, this it sounds like it's not finished. To be honest, it sounds like it's just a game they they pushed out because the other so, one's coming out. It's got so many problems. Um, yeah, tailing sections. There was bits where you know you have to tail someone, and they stop every three to four seconds and turn around, and they stand there for about ten seconds just looking around them. Uh, it's just not realistic because no one would do that. Even if they're going, one of the times the guy was going to visit his wife at home, and he's just looking round every two seconds, and it was it was it just really threw me off, and it was mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> during cutscenes, sometimes because they're in games, I've had some cutscenes in in the streets before where NPCs walk directly at the camera and through the middle of people you're having a conversation with, which <laughs> look really stupid. Um, now the main problem with this game is that obviously it's in the animus but you don't follow the story of the person who's outside of the animus at all. So but, you're just But do they actually do they show that person at the start of the game or anything? No. No, the whole thing takes place within the animus, but you still desynchronize and have the synchronization things where you have to climb up on the top of buildings and synchronize to see the map. It's got all the animus terminology but you have no idea who you're playing as or who this ancestor is, which really, again, sort of drives a barrier between you connecting to Aveline as a character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, a big flaw. Yeah. There was a carriage section where you where you have to steer carriages through the streets and you're just running over loads of people, but you're just morphing straight through them. They're just clipping straight through the carriage and you didn't hit them or make contact with them. Um, as you're running through the city, sometimes groups of people just pop in out of nowhere uh, terrible touch control implementation that like really shoved in there where you have to open a letter by pinching the top of the screen and the back of the, and the back touchpad and sliding it along the top as if you're opening a letter but it's really unsatisfying because it doesn't it's not sort of like in real time where you're tearing it off you just it recognizes you've done the motion it just tears off it, there's no sound effect or anything like that it doesn't feel like a satisfying thing and then you have sort of you're presented with a letter and this is not explained at all and it says point the back camera at a bright light and you point it at a bright light and it does nothing. And I've spent 30 or 40 seconds just sort of waving it around in the, in this lamp and back and it doesn't do anything. And then I just give up and put it on the bed and it goes, ding, you did it. And then you have to twirl this thing around on the screen like a compass and it shows a map in the background and it says, well done. And that's it. Like it, there's no relevance at all to that thing. It doesn't. It's not part of a bigger picture. It's not a collectible. It's it's just something it makes you do for no reason without any explanation, which was really annoying because it, it's a it's a system that's flawed. It doesn't work for a start because the pointing at bright lights doesn't work. Yeah. Um, let's how see. many? Oh, yeah. How many more problems is there? There's like five or six. Do you want to, do you want to post the rest online? No I'm one's going to buy this game done. anymore. You've slated it so I'm much. Very, very, very nearly done. I promise. Okay, okay, suddenly halfway through the game, she has a rope swing gl- grappling hook type thing, which was not explained, so I kept throwing myself off a cliff to my death when actually I had to grapple hook, and she ne- mm. it was never explained how she got that. Um, Big game design flaw. Yeah. Making money in the game is very hard, so I went through the entire game without upgrading any weapons or buying any new weapons. Because that sounds sort of, about the only realistic thing in this game. That, there's, there's that still, in New Orleans, it was hard for a black woman to make money. Well, here's the thing. She owns a business, so the way you do it, you can still buy shops, but you don't make money per hour, per game hour or whatever. There's a weird sort of mini-game type thing where you have ships and you buy more ships and you it's sort of like a world map type thing and you go to different ports and you buy 
goods that one port sells and sell them to another port that needs it for a higher price, which sounds good, but it takes place in real time. And it's usually like an hour and a half it takes to get between ports. And you don't make money very fast. But it's strange because she's fighting for to get rid of slavery, right? She she doesn't like slavery. She wants She wants to save and free the slaves. But surely by profiting off trading these items that are yeah. almost certainly yeah trading cotton etc etc exactly it's, it's cotton coffee sugar yeah. munitions gunpowder yeah. all of the things that slaves would have been producing yeah i doubt they're fair trade they're not fair trade at all um out of nowhere there was an uncharted style puzzle which didn't make any sense and that was it just a one-off and you just get an artifact from it it's like cool there's an artifact and again, not explained. The, it's just the main thing with this game is nothing is explained. I, I didn't feel compelled to do anything because I didn't know what was going on. Um, uh, la, la, la. There was a story twist at some point and I didn't know who any of the characters were, so it didn't really matter. Um, you know, you can get... There are optional objectives that, that contribute towards your 100% synchronization of a, uh, of a particular chapter. You haven't, have you played Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Okay, Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. So there'll be things like get a double assassination is an optional extra, but if you don't do it, you'll you'll fail that optional extra. This doesn't actually tell you the optional extras unless you go into the main menu and have a look, which I thought was stupid because you can just fail it. Um, the, the little assassination side missions, you, you have to assassinate certain businessmen who are being unfair with their pricing and so on. And they, they represent different trades. And each one, she comes up Is with Is that really a death pun. sentence? <laughs> seemingly. Seemingly. Um, so for, for a guy who's, who's going around burning ships to try and make it to profit his business or whatever, she says, I will find him and I will bring him to the surface. And then a guy who's adjusting market prices, I will offer him a discount he can't refuse. Uh... And then some guy who works in the textile trade, she says, I'll sew this up as quickly as possible. And it just goes on. You just groan because it's so awful. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a big flaw to me, though. I would hate playing as a character who's killing people for seemingly no reason. It's like, oh, you're charging a bit it. much for your coffee in Starbucks. Yeah. I'll go will, in there and kill everyone. I'll sew it up quickly. Uh, finally, what? there was... Huh? What did you say? I just said I will sew it up quickly. It's right, another yeah. pun. doesn't matter. Nothing to do with coffee there. Uh, <laughs> finally, th there was a game-breaking bug where, <laughs> where for no reason, I, I had to protect a barge um, from guys shooting at it. And what? I, I Exactly. For some reason, guys shooting this wooden barge was damaging it. So I had to, I had to kill them. I failed, obviously, because it was stupidly difficult um, and frustrating. And uh, it... It, it loaded me back in to the start. But just after it loaded, uh, it, it came up for, for absolutely no reason with the letter opening minigame. Completely unprovoked. And I had to do the swipe across the top of the screen. And then it sort of glitched out. So there was my character on the boat. The mission continued while it was sort of... The world was in sort of a strange purpley red hue. And everything... They, the, the game was just carrying on and I couldn't move. And people were just shooting the boat. And it happened like three or four times in a row before it sorted itself out. I, had, I think I had to quit and come back in. Really strange. Um, so <laughs> I don't really know what to give this game. Probably two and a half. Um, 
PlayStation Radio UK watermelons out of five. Uh, it probably it gets the Bunyan Award from me, and okay. I would I would say wait for it to go down in price because it is Assassin's Creed on the go, but you want some sort of story. That's that was the great thing about Assassin's Creed Two. They really made you like Ezio and like his backstory and want to go through this adventure with him and it was brilliantly written and this game it's just there's so much missing from it and it's buggy and it's glitchy and it doesn't work properly sometimes it's just frustrating more than anything because you because you just you feel like you're doing all this stuff for no reason because you don't know who the characters are you don't care about the characters they don't develop them properly so wait for it to go in the sales is, is what I have to say about that. And I'm sorry I went on for so long, but Jesus Christ. Can you say anything good about it before we move on? Um, it ended. It finished, <laughs> yeah. I'm done with it now. I'm done with it, now. <laughs> it has a stupid online mode as well that no one's going to touch and a trophy to do with it. So that's so annoying. Can you say something good about it? Um, I'll say something bad about it instead. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Just, just one more negative. Okay. Um, Okay, well, that, well, that's Assassin's Creed Liberation. Moving on from that, I, I played two more things. I promise I won't go into such depth. I'll, I'll be done in under a minute. You ready? Yeah, just hopefully you liked them a little bit. <laughs> Borderlands 2 DLC, I finished it. It felt cheap. And no, 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 it did feel cheap. The ending, because it's all about Captain Scarlet and her pirate booty, the one that doesn't quite sound like she's from anywhere in the UK. Um, and she... She she says right at the start of the game, I'm gonna pro- I'm probably gonna kill you at some point. So you know she's gonna be a boss. And when that time eventually comes round, she's riding this massive monster, and you kill the monster, and she manages to escape. But you never see her again. But she t- still talks to you over the echo device, and I thought that was kind of that that kind of felt made me feel a little bit unsatisfied. Perhaps it's going to be the same character in the next DLC. Maybe. But I just thought, I don't know. I I would have liked some finality to it. It, it just sort of finished. Maybe and... maybe she isn't actually a pirate, and in the next DLC she's got like a different costume on, and that would explain the weird accent. <gasps> maybe. I think I think you've, that's the only logical explanation. I think. Yeah, hopefully um, that happens. I also played Unfinished Swan finally, uh, just like you said last week. It is how awesome. awesome is that? I think it would make an amazing horror game. Do well, there is a bit they... in it, like a chapter that is a bit... Yeah, that was spooky. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying because in the pitch white levels, you know, you feel very vulnerable because you can't see anything and you have to throw yeah, the paint yeah. blobs down. A different and you could the game quite could easily... Because like... there is actually one scary bit in the first level where you chuck a, a blob and it hits like a massive toad. Yeah. And the toad just jumps away, but I jumped because you're expecting these black blobs to just land on static objects like a bench or something yeah and so you're right if, i mean if that landed on like a monster's face with red eyes you'd shit yourself yeah that's the, that's exactly what i mean you could you could turn around and start like throwing these paint blobs everywhere and you uncover like a pile of bodies or something how freaky would that be and yeah literally you just uncover these monsters that are following you and the only way you can see them is by throwing paint on them yeah that'd be but that is such a good game i mean it it don't it's get us wrong, it's not really scary, apart from that one chapter that's got a little bit of spookiness. Also in the chapter with the water. it's just such a good game. With, with the flowers that you have to get across the thing. You have to go through a black tunnel at one point, and there's a spider in there who suddenly, his red eyes suddenly come up, and that made me jump. I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cheap cheap scares. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I've played. I quickly played some All-Stars Battle Royale earlier, and that's good fun, but we talked about that on the Eurogamer episode. So, so you don't that's all I played. different about it? 
No, it's it's good fun. I played as Kratos, and he's definitely overpowered. So yeah. there that's we go. what I think as well. Go, Simon. Go, go, go. Um, Simon, be good. Okay, so I have played a couple of games. Why? First of all, I finished Sleeping Dogs. That was pretty cool. Now I'm going to have to play for like another 15 hours just to do all this side quest stuff. I think they put in far too much for you to do whilst you're playing the actual single player. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was not a bad thing, apart from the fact you will get super bored if you try and finish it off with the Platinum. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the story was quite good at the end, but it does it does, does one of these things where it happens in films as well, where you're, one of the lead characters gets severely hurt or shot or something, and then a couple of seconds later, after being in excruciating pain and not being able to move, they're back. They're back to you know their old self again. Yeah, it's strange. Jumping about. Isn't it? Um, I think it's a bit more forgiving in a video game, but when you draw attention to it, like they did in this game, it's a bit, it's a bit jarring. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Simon. Yes. Very quickly, I desperately need a piss. I'll be back in two seconds. Okay, want me to keep talking? Uh, yeah. Do you want to just talk about Medal of Honor? <laughs> That's how much you care about Medal of Honor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shall I, shall I just keep this audio in just so people know how much I care about Medal of Honor? Yeah, okay. Okay, you want to start talking? I'll be back soon. Okay, right. Okay. Go away. I'm going. Okay, thank God he's gone, guys. Guys, I can't. Lol, okay. I'm still here. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, okay, so Medal of Honor came out, and if if you didn't listen to the podcast in 2010, was it? I I'm one of the few people that, well supposed few people that liked Medal of Honor, the the remake. And this game I was hoping to was gonna be similar. And the thing I liked about Medal of Honor one on PS3 was it's it's a it's in between something like Operation Flashpoint and say Call of Duty. So it's still got a little bit of realism but it's not so realistic that it's not fun. And and this game is like that, but it's starting to air towards the action a bit too much. The start of this game and single player front is uh, it's that kind of blink, and you're gonna miss the explosion or something a bit like a bit like Call of Duty is. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. But as it starts to go on, it starts to get a lot better, and the ending kind of it brings together all the different angles that the game was going for in a nice way. Because um, I didn't think the story was there that good, and then in like the last hour, it kind of came together a lot. And it's not a very long game; I'd say four, five, six at a stretch hours. Um, but I mean, that's the length of these first-person shooter campaigns, isn't it? You don't really expect anything bigger than that anymore. Um, my the my biggest, my biggest um, what's the word? If Ben was here, was here, he'd tell me. <laughs> my. The thing I like most about this game, and the same with the last one, is the gunfights feel really good. Because you've got your single shot uh, selection, fire mode selector. You've got gun sights where you can switch between either, you know, in real life some sites have a dot sight on top and like an ACOG on the bottom. And this is one of the only games I know of that does that. So you can push in the thumbstick while you're aiming and switch between uh, different sights. It's also got the best cover system I've ever used in an FPS game. All you have to do is hold L2, and you'll be aiming as if you were holding L1. Except you can then peek up and down, or left and right, and it's not like a kind of 
it's not like in a third person game where you just snap up and then you snap back down you can peek as much or as little as you want to at any angle so no matter what bit of cover you're behind it really feels like you're there holding the gun peeking over the top which is it's awesome I wish more games did it because I'd much rather have that function for the L2 button than have a, a stun grenade in my in my L2 button it just it feels so awesome because if you ever go paintballing you'll know that you know you don't sit and stare at your cover when you're when you're sitting behind something like because in a first person game you sit behind the cover and you stare at the low texture of the wall and then eventually you'll you'll click circle to stand up and you'll shoot in this game you're never fully behind the cover you're peeking over waiting for your perfect chance and it's just a far better system i love it can't praise it enough really the um enemy AI is quite good there's a couple of moments when I thought you know if this was real people they'd have flanked me by now but um, it's forgivable and to be honest if they did flank me in those situations I would have been so annoyed because it would make the game so much harder um, you back yet Ben? I am yeah okay um, apart from that though the story was it was pretty good the cutscenes are completely CG but they're not so much better graphically that it's annoying because there are some games where it's like it goes from shit graphics to cg and it's like what the fuck is this um but this game because it's on frostbite 2 which battlefield 3 uses it is just amazing looking one of the best console games i've ever seen i uh i i watched one of the one of the cutscenes online the sort of photo realistic ones they tried to do his yeah. his child is terrifying his child okay. is his child is the only thing that doesn't really look that good but it's nice because I don't know, I was looking at these these IGN reviews and they said stuff like unlikable characters. Yeah, they, this is they one of really the f- ripped into it. Yeah, this is one of the few FPS games I've ever played where I've actually felt anything about the characters because they do develop the families and they show that they're actually people. This is it's it's not like every other war game where it's just people who don't have a family, don't have any kids, don't have any parents, they're just soldiers that go in and kill people. Because when they die you don't feel anything um, a, a good who is it that dies in Call of Duty 4 Captain Price does he die Captain Price well right at the end of Modern Warfare 3 he's still alive he's just okay, very, well, very injured okay well one of them dies in that game Um, Ghost dies Soap dies Ghost yeah Ghost dies and it's like yeah some faceless guy with a with a balaclava on all the time dies but yeah. IGN never pick on that for being a faceless character you don't care about I and actually liked Ghost a lot. They did develop him as a cool character. In the comics, yeah. Well, no, even in Modern Warfare, in Modern Warfare 1 and 2, he was awesome until he got like just killed. I, just, and I, thought, I, like I disagree. I, I mean, I, I thought the way he died was cool, and I thought the way that the, the character you played as died was cool, the fire thing in Modern Warfare 2. But to say that Medal of Honor has these unlikable characters and no other FPS does, the fact of the matter is that's a problem across the whole genre. It's just there hasn't been an FPS game where I've cared about anyone I've played as. Because usually you make an FPS game so that you can pretend that you're the character. You know? You get games like um, Singularity where you don't even see the face of the character once. Um, But this game, you kind of see the families and all that kind of stuff and it works a little bit. It's not perfect. And I'm not going to say this game is perfect because I know that it's not. But I I have a lot of fun on these Medal of Honor campaigns because... The gunplay is so good. Um, 
the detail to the weapons is so good. You've got all these different attachments which are branded, so the weapons all have the right names, the attachments all have the right names, and that goes into the multiplayer as well. You can unlock all these different attachments and and really make your gun as good as you want it to be for yourself. So you can change the muzzle, the stock, your all your attachments, what different sights you want, uh, your camo, everything you can change. A bit like Ghost Recon Future Soldier, except in mm. this game it's done even better. Which, pardon me, is uh, is awesome. The only bad thing about that is, on the multiplayer, the weapons are tied to the nation, which makes sense. So, for example, if you want to play as the Dutch nation of special forces, they'll get the 416. The Dutch nation of special forces. I forget the name. Um, <laughs> um, and then the Australian guys, the SASR, is it? I think it is. They'll get their little assault rifle that their army uses. Um, and the only way it's a bit to patronizing. fight, how they get their little assault rifle? Look at your little assault. We <laughs> just give you a little assault. <laughs> they get rifle. their they get their big assault rifle then. <laughs> um, their big manly killing thing. Yeah, they get their big manly killer machine. Um, now the only bad thing about that is because I like that it makes sense. The only bad thing though is that if you want to fight for your nation, if you want to fight for the SAS, which is Britain, which I obviously do. Um. And I want to use the gun of, say, you know, I like the 416, so that's what I wanted to use. You can't really do that. It doesn't let you. So um, the only way to get around that, I think, is to go on to the website <coughs> that Medal of Honor has. Right. And sign up to fight for the UK. And then uh, you can use any gun you want. Because okay. you unlock different... It's really confusing, and I'm not going to be able to explain it because I can barely understand it. But as you play... Because there's about six different classes. Classes you've got like sniper, assault rifle, assault rifle, assault rifle. There's like three different classes that all use assault rifle. Then this one has a submachine gun and one other one, like a heavy guy with lots of armor. And you'll unlock the different nations for those classes. And then after that, you'll unlock different weapons for those nations. Does that make right. any sense? Yeah, I think no. so, yeah. So, I mean, so, for, so sometimes you might have the first class, which is like this, the main assault rifle class. You might already have SAS unlocked for that class. But then you move over to the sniper one, and you don't. You'll have to play as another nation until you unlock the SAS. Um, which is a bit a bit of a shame. But if you, like I say, yeah. if you go onto that website, you can register to fight for the UK, which I did. As far as the multiplayer goes, though, it's... A lot like the the last Medal of Honor game, but this one it was developed in house by Danger Close. It wasn't developed by Dice. Again, it's on the Frostbite engine, and it does look awesome. It looks a little bit less good than um, the single player does, but I think that's just so the frame rate's really high. Yeah, the multiplayer always suffers though because you're having to render the game on multiple things at yeah, once. Yeah, but the thing is though, this game still looks better than Call of Duty does. <gasps> and the, the, I'm not trying to get a Call of Duty. It's just the engine is that good. Um, the gun noises, it. the gun noises are awesome unless someone has a silencer. In which case, it sounds a bit pew pew. Um, but the multiplayer, it's, it's got enough maps. They're okay maps. They're not special. It's got the game modes that you'd expect. It's got one cool game mode where you don't have anything on your HUD or your heads-up display. You don't see anything. It mm. doesn't tell you. You don't have like a little red name above the enemies. You can team kill people if you want to. You'll get kicked if you do it enough times. I I assume I haven't actually done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But the weird thing is, it doesn't tell you when you kill someone. So it's one of the only games, SOCOM does it as well. Well, even SOCOM, it tells you at the top left if you kill someone or top right. It tells you. In this game, if you think you've killed someone, but then you went back into cover and he was maybe behind a bush, you, you don't know. Mm. So it adds a bit more kind of fear to the game. And I think it would have worked so much better if the game wasn't respawn. But it's still a respawn game, so it feels a bit... Because it feels like they've gone for the you realism of it. You hate respawn games, don't you? I, I do. I don't really understand them. Um, <laughs> what I, is this? I killed that guy. He's back again. It's like... <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. The best thing about the multiplayer by far is the fire team um, thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, you've always got someone in your team who is assigned to be your wingman, as it were. And he's going to show up with a green name and all your other teammates are going to show up as a blue name. So you've still got the team of eight, but now there's four teams of two. Or five teams of two. If it's, I think you can get ten aside, I'm not sure. Right. And basically what that means is that in that game, what I just talked about, if you go up to that your your fire team buddy and hold square, he'll give you health and ammo. Because if you don't have a fire team member, your health does not regenerate. Which I really like, because that's a step below a normal respawn game, not having re- re- uh, regenerative health. But what it does is it, it encourages team team play in a way that I've not seen in any other um, online shooter before. Because most online shooters, even SOCOM, everyone just goes their own way. There's no real bonus for doing anything with your team apart from the objective. But this way, you will often come across people who are there in twos. And if you don't have a fire team buddy with you, you've got the instant disadvantage. And especially if you've got someone, one of your friends on mic, you don't hear anyone else on, on the, the mic. You just hear your fire team mate. Right. So, I mean, it just it gives you so much more strategy. Yeah. And I really like that's by far the best thing about the multiplayer. Apart from the weapons, and the weapons are really good. The, the fact that you can fight for your own nation... It's just a. It's really good. This game. I don't think it's going to have the the lifespan of a Call of Duty game for most people, but it's. I'd I'd recommend picking it up. I'd give it a nipple award. Would you? Would I you really? Would. How many watermelons would you give it? I'd give it a four. Oh, four I, I, watermelons! I'm a, wow. I'm okay. a sucker for these Medal of Honor games. The gunplay really is so fun. The the graphics in this one is awesome. That was one of the biggest flaws of the last one. There's a storyline there which is realistic enough for you to 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 believe in it's not like you know oh i'm gonna save the world from another nuclear war and uh and i disagree with ign on the characters i think that they're far more fleshed out than you know other military uh shooters uh, i mean the the by far the worst thing about this game was one mission where there's a car segment um because before this this right before the segment you were in a car and you were doing a car chase and it worked so well the car felt like a car and you were doing all this stuff and it felt awesome and then you got to this bit where you have to avoid enemy cars which didn't make any sense giant enemy cars if you've ever played MGS you'll know that on your radar the enemies have like a kind of line of vision like a triangle do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, not, not really okay so I think most listeners will these cars have that triangle line of vision and you basically have to drive behind them and stuff and then go into these designated these designated points where they can't see you until you escape. And that was only like a five-minute section, but it just felt so out of place and it didn't work. Really? If In you, one it, of the it, reviews I watched, apparently that was 
that was like the one bit of praise they gave it because it was apparently the only thing that was original. Which again, it's a harsh thing to say. Well, it's but, not. I mean, the, the the cover the cover shooting is original in this game. The detail to weapons is original, uh, especially the changing in sight, and and the story is original. Hmm. But that point there, the stealth mission in a car, which basically doesn't make any sense. It might be original, but it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's all I want to talk about. I've been going on for ages about like about like you did. Sorry, we we're, we're actually talking about games this week, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah we've lost all of listeners. <laughs> There's no nipples this week. I'm tuning out. Fucking hell. Okay, Have you played anything else? Yeah, one quick thing. I played some Resident Evil with Marky Mark, one of our listeners and friends. And last week I was talking about all the stupid things that happened in Resident Evil Six. I'd like to add to that list. The stupid thing that happened this time was if you failed from this monster, you would fall in a capsule underwater. That's fine enough. You're going to die from that because you're going to starve or suffocate or something. Right. But the capsule is falling towards a humongous lava pit underwater. Okay. Seems legit. Lava underwater. That's, That's how lava works. Yeah. It's, makes makes it obsidian seems up in here. Every time I turn this game on, something stupid happens. Um, tune in God, next week I'm for out. the next stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Okay. New, new, new section. No, PSR Q&A, you never get it right. <laughs> Do you like Metal Gear Solid? Do you like Grand Theft Auto? What about Infamous? Borderlands? Pokemon? Halo? Final Fantasy? Dead Space? Max Payne? Uncharted? Mass Effect? Zelda? Fat Princess? Gran Turismo? Journey? Super Smash Brothers? Mario? Disgaea? Alan Wake? Diablo? Mortal Kombat? The Sims? Roller Coaster Tycoon? Fable? Mega Man? Haze! No, no. Oh yeah, no one likes Haze. Then, then you, you should, should listen, listen to Bonus Activated. Bonus Activated. With your hosts, me, Phil. And me, Steve. You can visit us at www.bonusactivated.com or on iTunes. So check us out. Don't tweet the deeds. Bye. PSR, Q, and A. These questions are submitted by you, the listeners. Remember, you can send them to us on Twitter, on Facebook, and email us. All the information will be at the end of the show and is also in the description. So make sure you do that. Right. We've been going on for a long time, so we should just power through these. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, right. Where do you want to go first? Should we go to Facebook, Twitter, or email? Facebook. Facebook, okay. So, question one from Tyler Summers. He asks... Hello. What is your worst childhood memory? Oh, God. What is it? What do you hate about your childhood? See, I think that my worst childhood memory has probably been pushed to the back of my brain because it was so bad. And I can't remember it. So I don't really I don't think I have any. Yeah, it's it's we're getting we're getting questions less and less about games and more and more about sort of trying to expose us as monsters. Well that's not a bad thing. But um no, I just don't think I've had either I've not had many bad experiences or my whole life has been one bad experience, so I can't even tell. <laughs> oh, actually no, I do remember one. Oh god, do here we go. One. Do you Uncle remember the old BBC show Changing Rooms? No. Okay, well, it was years and years ago. My mum's friend used to um, used to work on it. She was one of the presenters and people who did up. Basically, they they do up rooms, I suppose, sort of like a DIY show. Um, 
And they came to my primary school when I was about eight. And they fixed up one of the old rooms and turned it into a museum type thing. Um, and they had they managed to get one of the props from Walking with Dinosaurs. Uh, sort of like a half-eaten triceratops in there. Um, and I thought it was the coolest thing. And uh, they were, they obviously they shot this show and they recorded it. And then we had TV crews at my primary school, which was awesome. And then one day, because my mum for some reason was in that day, and uh, I think she was helping out her friend who worked on the show. And she said, she said to me, oh, do you want to, do you want to be in one of the closing sequences? And I was like, yes, that would be amazing. And I was having my dinner in, in <laughs> wherever it was that we had dinner. And I'd only just started. So, you know, priorities. I shoveled the food down first. And then I sprinted all the way there, really excited, only to be told that I was too late. And I cried because I was so upset <laughs> because I really wanted to do it. And um, Oh, man. Yeah, I was really sad. It made me really sad. So that's probably my worst childhood memory. So when you watch Children in Need, is that how you like empathise with their starvation and? Yeah, when I was younger, I c- I couldn't be in a closing segment of a of a daytime yeah. television show. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. See, that just goes to show how great my life is, really, isn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, it's from Robert Lupton. What is the worst gimmick of gaming, of gaming gimmick. history, like PS Move or Connect, or the Power Fist? Um, I don't know. If we're talking modern gaming, does it have to be hardware? Yeah, gimmick is is a vague question. I because I, if it's not, it doesn't have to be hardware. I'd say amnesia. Any game, which is most of them that. You play as someone who's forgotten what's happened to them, and you have to find out what happened to them. Yeah, that's that's old now. It's happened so much. For me, I would say touch controls and motion controls. Don't like them. Not not necessary. You know what? That's a good point. I it, personally, the kind of gamer I am, I would look at an iPod or an iPhone or an iPad, and you and just say, plug your PS3 controller in it, and like, what well, can uh, yeah. it work? I'd say that whole way of gaming is a gimmick. And I know it's the most one of the most popular ways of gaming now. Oh, mobile to gaming. Me, I totally agree. I would never sit down on my sofa and Ever. want to play a um play Angry Birds or anything. Yeah. That is that is a last resort. I'm bored, I'm waiting for something uh-huh. when I'm not at I home. have a I have a quad core processor smartphone with a quite a big screen. I don't have one single game installed on it. Mm. Because I have it's quite just... a few on mine, but I don't play them very no, often. I, I... I hate that. I it's a yeah. That's my answer. That's a big gimmick. The whole thing. Fuck that shit. Um, okay. Question from Phil Armstrong, host of Boners Activated. Are you guys doing like three episodes a week? Seems like there is a new episode in my feed. There's always a new episode in my feed. Can't keep up. Well, Phil, we're actually doing it weekly. So maybe you just need to step your game up and start listening every week. Get better. Get better. Uh, Daniel Mazdam. Mazdam. Question for Simon. Ben or Zippy? Ben. Question for Ben. Simon or Zippy? Simon. Question yes! for Zippy. Yes! Bungle or George? Bungle. Because yeah, it's, it's a rainbow reference with Zippy. I've got a big red one. Zippy. No? Never watched Rainbow when you were little? No. 
Well, I'm quite intrigued about this big red one that you've got a little bit. <laughs> I've got a big red one. They did a it was it was a children's TV show with puppets. I can't really I can't explain it to be honest. You'll either know of it or you won't. Um, and they did I think they did it must have been like a children in need or comic relief special where they they did a completely innuendo filled scene and I've got a big red one was was uh, was one of the lines uttered. I'll link it to you later, Simon. You'll enjoy it. I think you like it in the window. Yep. Okay, Just that's throw me Facebook your big done. red one later. Sorry? Throw me your big red one later. I'll show you my big red one later. Oh. Twitter or email? Twitter. Okay. It's from Jason. He says, sexiest female character ever. Hmm. Well, Miranda Lawson's definitely up there. Uh, I don't. I think it's weird that people find Polygon sexy. To be honest, you're just you're just subhuman. Okay. Um, Fair it's, <laughs> I think I can answer for Patrick. Oh, uh, Patrick would answer that one from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, Harley Quinn probably for Patrick. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay stay safe with um, ah Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy Seven slash Miranda Lawson. Okay, nice question. They're my faves. Uh, what about you? You didn't say. I answered. I don't. Oh, you you just shot everyone, every single gamer in the world down. No, I'm the odd one out. I'll no. accept that. <laughs> okay, next. John Walton. So, who's getting a Wii U? I know I am because I'm anti PlayStation. I'm not because I'm anti first party games that are only selling because people like nostalgia. I am not because I don't care for Nintendo or their ways. I mean, that's a good reason. Steve May, other host of Boners Activated. If you could have a lovely dinner with three video game characters, who would they be and why? And what would they order? Any kind of dinner. Yes. Well, it's got to be lovely. It's got to be a lovely dinner. So I can't just make beans on toast for them. What a lovely, lovely dinner. Okay, the first one has to be Sully. Ah, oh, that's a good shout. Has to be. Should we? Should we? Should we just combine our tables? So I choose one, you choose one, and then we share one. See so if Patrick was here, that'd be perfect. Yeah. You okay. Right. We'll do that. Yeah. I choose Sully. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, John Marston. Because I think it'd be good fun to have at the table. Uh, firstly, what do you think Sully would eat? What would say? I think he'd have a big steak. Yeah, he probably would. Marston yeah. would have some jerky. <laughs> did he? Did they or have maybe, that back then? What, maybe I've a nice hoof. He'd have a nice hoof, yeah. Hoof, yeah, yummy. Uh, shared one. What do you think? Should we? I, I'm going to suggest Morden because I know you love him. No, I don't think I'd. Uh, nah. Would you? Would you enjoy dinner with Morden? I don't think he would actually. No, I'd, it's the kind of thing where you'd make a joke and then he'd like explain why it's not physically possible and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he'd be like, he's on, like Sheldon. Shut up. Yeah, yes. Um, I'm looking around for inspiration. So am I. Uh, I've got so all toys on my shelf. Oh, this is a difficult one, isn't it? Um, yeah. i tell you who would be the worst person to have at this dinner party. The guy from Dead Space. Yeah, Isaac he'd would have a be breakdown halfway through. <laughs> and Kratos, because they'd just yell and smash it up. Yep. Oh, God, what... What do we choose? Um, this is difficult. This is difficult. Should we just have two guests? Is that it? I don't know, it feels like a cop out to me. 
Okay, what, what, what would you... I, feel, I think we should have a woman there, or at least one. Otherwise, it's just going to be weird. Miranda Lawson. No, she wouldn't nah. be any fun, actually. She'd just be eye candy. Uh, Tifa Lockhart's a good laugh, Simon. Who's that? She's one from Final Fantasy VII. Fine, then. You can have her. Thanks, man. <laughs> you can have the remains. Maverick <laughs> oh, <come> 10. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. Uh... He says, is there any way Infinite can be a better game than Bioshock? Well, Bioshock Infinite is becoming increasingly worrying, really, isn't it? Because they're losing staff left and right. It's been delayed time yeah. and time again. Um, now, I think that it can definitely be better as far as gameplay is concerned. Because the whole, you know, plasmid in one hand, gun in the other, it lost its momentum towards the middle part of the game. It was like, okay, well, that was cool to begin with. Can I get something else now? Um, and also the storyline. There's a massive chunk of Borderlands where it's a slog to play through until you get to the twist at the end. So if they get a story that's consistently good throughout and gameplay that maybe changes a little bit more from point to point, I think it'll be a better game. But one thing they won't improve on is the shock of you know of of setting, especially since we know what it is. Yeah, we know a lot about this game. Yeah. Bioshock 1 was really good because it's like, oh, cool, I'm in an underground, an, an underwater city. I've never done this before. I've never seen anything like this before. And Bioshock Infinite is, okay, well, I've seen this. This is in, amazing. What, 2010, did they release that trailer? For, oh, yeah, way back. Yeah, so it's not going to have the shock, but they could improve on it, yeah. Yeah. I played Borderlands 1. Um, Bioshock. I, yes, that's what I meant, sorry. Borderlands on the brain. Uh, I played Bioshock one. I I I enjoyed it. I appreciated what it did artistically, but I mean it's not really my kind of thing. I didn't play Bioshock two, but you know I heard it wasn't as good as one. Yeah. Um, so I can't. I'm not in really any position to pass judgment on this game. But obviously it is worrying that we have no information really. Well, we have loads of information. Too much information maybe. But um, the fact that it's bleeding developers left and right is a worrying, worrying sign. Yeah. Right, those are all the Twitter questions. Emails. I've got three. This is, this is from the, 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 this is from Tuscan77 on Twitter. Hello, fellas. Tuscan77 here. And here's my debut email to you fine chaps. My question. Thank you for, for sending the email tweet, tweet thing. That was eloquently put. Yeah. My question. <laughs> what controller would you like to see with the PS4? Would you want the iconic DualShock, or would you maybe like to see Sony go bananas and create another boomerang? I've been rocking the Geotech Triggers. Hang on, now it's just turned into an advert. Geotech Triggers, and you can get yours for only four ninety nine uh, for the last four years, and personally think the, DS, the DS3, the DualShock 3, is near perfect. Ideally, I'd like minor tweaks to the DualShock 4, triggers that curve out, and perhaps the lovely Vita D-pad. Cheers! Thank you, Tuscan Seven. That's uh, that is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say because I use those triggers. I was going to say better triggers, not just the shape, but also the kind of feedback you get from them. Do you reckon the size of the controller is fine, or do you For think me, it yeah, needs to like be? It. Do you think it needs to be perhaps no, I, a bit bigger? You know, I I was at my one of our listeners, Fraser, stays quite near me, and I was at his house, and he showed me these um the, these grips you can put on a DualShock at the moment to make it bigger. Right. And I I couldn't get used to it. Just like yeah, I can't I, get used to a, an Xbox controller. I got a pair of those with with a magazine once, and I didn't like them. I didn't like the extra triggers. They didn't feel right. No, no, not triggers. They're like actual grips that go around the side of the controller. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And it makes it a bigger DualShock. I like the triggers yeah. um, that you can buy. I like the shape of them. But I also want the feedback to change and the D-pad as well. Something a bit most like people, squeaky feeling. Most people say with the, uh, the, the DualShock isn't as good as the, the Xbox controller because it's not as big. And they prefer the Xbox one because it fits in their hands better. Nah. Because yeah, the I thing is, I don't hold the DualShock with my hands tightly around the handles. You're not meant to. You hold no. it kind of loosely, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I just rest it in my hands. So that, I mean, maybe Xbox gamers go to the DualShock and try and hold it like they hold an, an Xbox controller. Yeah. But you're not meant to. No. Um, no but no, yeah, no. it's fine for me apart from those two things that he mentioned. So we're on the same wavelength, me and him. That boomerang controller was ridiculous, though. Yeah. From uh, back when it was showed off, I couldn't believe that they were ever going to go with that design. I don't think they ever need to really change the DualShock because it is it is a great controller, and I like it. Yeah. Oh, you okay, Only then? good thing about that controller was if um, you just hissed at me. Uh, opening some iron brew. Okay. Only good thing about that controller is if um, you get really pissed off at Dark Souls or something, and you yeah. chuck it, it will come back to you. Very true, and it could kill. In you. fact, can I? Quickly interrupt with a game of the week section oh, thing that I forgot to mention. Lord. Okay, quickly. I spent ten pounds on the Dark Souls DLC. Do not buy it. Really? You have. I mean, the the DLC is located in Darkroot Garden, which is really close to the start of the game. Fair enough. That's mm -hmm. fine. I'm on New Game Plus Plus, which is quite far ahead. Okay. Yeah. Now, on. The stupid thing is, I've gone through all the, the 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 effort of getting the platinum in this game, and I am rewarded by those idiots who made this game saying, "Oh, by the way, if you want to play the DLC, you have to play through three quarters of the game again, which includes beating the hardest section in the game, beating the hardest boss, and all the while, they've nerfed some of the things you could do, like um, soul spears and sunlight spears, which means all these people who want who played the game before." Or maybe finishing stuff up for their platinum without doing the patch, mm. because it's easier. So that means that no one's online to help me with that really difficult boss. Right. So I'm stuck and I can't get to the DLC and I've spent ten quid. Also, I can get this fucking stupid pendant, and then I can get to the DLC. Why didn't they just make it? I had to get to Darkroot Garden. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem so like a very strange design choice, especially if you're paying and, money for it. Yeah. If you want to get this DLC, patch the game. When you get to Duke's Archive, you'll see a golden golem that you can kill, and he'll give you the pendant. Only then should you go and buy the DLC. Right. Because otherwise, you're going to be like me, and you're going to be pissed off if you lose the will to live, like I did last night. Ringing endorsement. Um, and I love Dark Souls and Demon Souls, but what they've done with this is just stupid, and I'm not going to sit and defend it. Mm. Okay, okay, jeez. You can tell I'm pissed off. Last night, I my eyes were like watering with rage. I was so angry. I, I tried that boss so many times and couldn't do it. Need to need to chill down, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm getting all hot just thinking of it. Don't get all hot and bothered now. <laughs> I can't help it. Help me, Ben. Help me. Let's move on to another question, shall we? Yeah, sorry about that. I just had to get it off my chest. From EJN16. Hello again, PlayStation Radio crew. My question for this week is, do you guys think the Uncharted series will be able to stand the test of time in the future? It's obvious that all games in the series are finely crafted and fun to play, but I feel that the main draw of the game is its amazing graphics and set pieces. In ten years when the PlayStation 5... 
when the PlayStation 5 or whatever is released, with even better graphics, do you think there will be any reason to go back and play the three Uncharted games, the first three? Sorry for the long email and have a great show. Um, it's a difficult question. Because when you think about it, a lot of the gameplay of Uncharted is just that kind of third-person shooting. Hmm. And that's that's good enough for now, but I mean, if you look back at PS2 and you play a game that's mostly shooting, they're so dated. The thing that was so amazing about sort of Uncharted 2 in particular is that it took gaming in a far more cinematic direction that we hadn't actually seen before. Yeah. And now that it's done that, if it continues to do that, it's going to lose its allure. I mean, we love the characters, we love the crazy adventures they get up to, and I'll continue to buy them as long as they're good. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's 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 obviously, it's I wouldn't say it's a one trick pony, but certainly it's it's done what it can do before, and there's not a great deal they can do to change it unless sort of the 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 sphere of gaming changes in in however many years time. I mean, if you go, if you go back ten years. Or 15 years, sorry, even. Most games were side-scrollers. Lots of games were side-scrollers, and then obviously they made the jump to 3D, and now the flavour pretty much of this generation would, would be first-person, third-person shooters because, um, I don't know, they sell, so people make them. And Uncharted obviously is nothing like that, and that's what set it apart from other games because it was so different and so, you know, cinematic and, and interesting and huge production values and a great voice cast and... They'll continue to have great voice casts and amazing graphics, I imagine, if they continue to develop with the times. And Naughty Dog is a very talented studio, but they can't, they can't do, they can't do much new, unless you know, as I said, in ten years' time, whatever stage the gaming industry is at, they sort of take a random turn and it's it's a completely different game, just with the Uncharted name on it. Um, you know, yeah, I think that the characters and the adventure itself won't date but i do think that a lot of the a lot of the gameplay will date maybe the puzzles won't but a lot of the the shooting uh basically the shooting will date i think yeah i don't i don't even think it's the best third person shooting out there at the moment yeah the, i mean especially with uncharted 3 i felt the controls were a bit floaty yeah they weren't as precise as uncharted 2 um, but I do think that it'll be worth playing for those characters. But it makes you wonder, maybe The Last of Us will date better because it is such a you know it's a much better idea and the gameplay looks so much more unique. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that game will date better than than Uncharted. But who knows? It's just guessing. Next question. Right, these last few questions are from Miles, Mr. Rubber Duck. One, how are you? I'm okay. I'm a bit pressed for time because I've got guests and and this podcast is going on quite long. How are you, okay. Miles? He's not answering. How are you, Simon? Fine. Good. Do you think <laughs> Do you think these will be bad questions since I'm rushing them? No, they would never be, ever. Ever, ever. Getting back together. Question three. What one thing do you want to be able to do in GTA V that you could not do in four? Uh, golf carts in multiplayer, please. Could you not get them in multiplayer and and Ballad nope. of Gatoni? No, no, you got them in single player, but not in multiplayer. Huh? That's the one thing I want in GTA Five. I'd happily buy the same game again, as long as it has I... golf carts in multiplayer. I want much better co-op. It would actually be nice to have drop in, drop out. Maybe you can't do the main quest, but you can just join someone's single player game, like Saints Row, the third. 
Is that what happens in that game? Well, that's what yep. I want. I want a much you can better do the main online story experience. Well. You can do everything. Um, yeah, I question... don't expect to... Never mind. No, 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 no Karen. I was going to say, I don't expect you to be able to co-op the main quest because GTA is a far more kind of movie-like experience and it's set around one character. Saints Row is like, you know, dildos in your face and everything, anything goes. Yeah. But it would be nice to have just drop in to someone's game and mess about in their in their island or whatever. Yeah, yeah I agree. Question four. If they were to set an Assassin's Creed game in the UK, in what era should it be? Hmm. I think London would be a fascinating time. Uh, so what fascinating time? I I meant to say industrial <laughs> revolution, sort of London. This is Jack what was the, the question? London. What time? What, to do what an, an Assassin's Creed what game? era? Yeah. You know what would be actually really interesting, and I know you're gonna you're gonna I'm gonna say this and you're gonna say wow that's been done before, but World War Two, but in a city or multiple cities around England Europe. in particular. Because of the Blitz, I suppose so. But because what of what would you that kill? Could... There's nothing to kill. You know what? Yeah, unless you were killing British, which would not go down well because they were allies. And it wouldn't make I, any sense. I suppose either. you could do a. a you go to Europe. You could go to Europe and and like do the saboteur. Like, the saboteur, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, that would work. Could work. Yeah, I like sort of Jack the Ripper, London, 18th century sort of time. Well, 19th. Um, yeah, that, that would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, if if Z-Day happens, would you rather be bitten and turned into a zombie or get shot in the head? Uh, shot in the head? Definitely. Shot in the head is going to be less painful. I don't care what happens after. I wouldn't care about turning into a zombie, but I imagine getting bitten by a zombie will hurt more than yeah, just Yeah, that shit would shot. hurt, right? Getting eaten. Because that's what's happening. They take a chunk out of you. They've They've eaten you. Yeah, and especially if, if, the, if it's not just like a bite to the arm, like most survivors turn into zombies with. If it was like a full-on, they've eaten your arm off, and now you're a zombie, how painful yeah. would that be? Yeah, it would hurt. I'd get shot. Yeah, definitely, just go for the bullet, headbutt bullet. Uh, question six. How do we know this life is not a dream? Uh, I'm going to pinch myself. It hurts. We're safe. If it was a dream that was this long, we would have wet ourselves by now. Yeah, there'd be all sorts of messes to clean up. Mm -hmm. Question seven. What do you think... I can't read today. What do you hope to be playing this time next year? Uh, Last of Us? Beyond Two Souls? Not really sure. PS4. (laughs) Well, that'd be lucky. Uh, I hope to be playing Vita with some good games on it. Like enough good games to warrant me buying it. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> Question eight. Who is the boss of PlayStation Radio UK? Well, Simon and I take a shared responsibility for pretty much everything, and Patrick just comes to the podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if you want to uh, replace Patrick, you can email us fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. In fact, by emailing and sending in a question, you've literally done more for the show than Patrick has ever done. Ever, big shout, big shout. shout, I know, but I think I think I can. I think I can. Okay, I think that's true. Uh, No, to be fair, Patrick did once get us in. Get us, I think, yeah, one interview, didn't he? With with Pixel Junk, the Pixel Junk guys, way back when. Mm. But uh, I mean, he's a busy man. His life doesn't revolve around this. But I mean, it's the same with us. Uh, Simon and I are pretty much co-owners. I would say. 
We, yeah. we, we share the load very much. When we get really famous and we're worth lots of money, uh, it's going <laughs> to be like the social network where we have this big lawsuit. Yes, definitely. That's exactly <laughs> Okay. Those are the end of the questions. Thank you very much for all Here's your time. questions. Make sure you check out Boners Activated where they, you know, activate your boners and so on and so forth. News. Peggy 18. Fancy. Damn right, Ellie. This was PlayStation Radio UK's headquarters. You ever stayed a place like this? I before it all went to shit, I mean. Once. I was doing an interview a while back. It went pretty awesome. Those guys are great. Ugh. You okay? Yeah. I miss him is all. It's such a good time and ooh, what a night. Holy shit, Joel! Pipe down, Ellie. Be like 13, you couldn't possibly understand. I love PlayStation Radio UK. The darkness is falling, the sky has turned gray. The hound in the distance is starting to bay. I wonder, I wonder what she's thinking of. Forsaken, forgotten, without any love. Here's today's headlines. GTA 5 gets a release date. GTA San Andreas might be on its way to PS3. Dead Island Riptide gets a release date. A Skyrim Premium Edition is on its way to certain European countries. And the latest Black Ops 2 trailer is live-action, starring Tony Stark and directed by Guy Ritchie. Howdy doody, I'm Willa McPinch. Ding dong, the release date is here. Let's go to Rockstar North in Edinburgh whilst I froth with excitement. Thank you, Willie. Howdy doody, I'm a pre-recorded Willie. I took the trip over to Edinburgh so I could stand outside the Rockstar North studio whilst I record this news item. There's no reason to this, but that's just what news reporters do on the radio. Now let's get on with the news. Take-Two Interactive just announced Grand Theft Auto V has a release window of Spring 2013, with pre-orders for the sandbox crime drama beginning November 5th for PS3 and Xbox 360. The official word comes only hours after UK retailer Game tweeted out promotional material with the date stamped on it. Take-Two Interactive was supposed to have its second quarter investor call today, but cancelled due to the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy. Thank you, Willie. You are by far my favourite reporter here. Now let's continue with the Grand Theft Auto-related news. Well, first, Willie, thank you very much for making me feel like shit. It does indeed seem like a release date for GTA V is only the start of the good news. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas now has an ESRB rating for PlayStation 3, following in the footsteps of PS2 siblings, GTA 3 and Vice City. With GTA 3 recently releasing on PSN as a PS2 classic, it's not too far-fetched to say that we'll see Vice City and San Andreas do the same in the future. Sorry listeners, but it's not all good news. 
In fact, most is depressing and makes me want to add some cuts to my wrist. Here's some shitty news. Well, it isn't shit news if you're insanely stupid, Willie. Or if you like Dead Island, which is one and the same. Dead Island Riptide will launch on April 23rd, 2013 in North America with a worldwide release on April 26th. Publisher Deep Silver has also announced pre-order bonuses for the sequel, namely an exclusive pack of weapon mods. A special edition will also be available and will include a special character skin, not obtainable anywhere else. Dead Island Riptide is set to feature an improved engine, a new weather system, and character continuation from the first Dead Island. Also zombies. Oh, and that's not all the bad news. Remember the disappointment that was Skyrim on the PS3? Well, it seems that having a game that doesn't work won't put off Bethesda from releasing a premium edition. At least they didn't have the nerve to call it a Game of the Year edition, though. Skyrim Premium Edition was revealed earlier today on Amazon Germany, with Bethesda telling Joystick the special bundle is not coming to the States. The bundle includes a world map, t-shirt, postcards, physical novel and a bonus disc with special features. The pack does not appear to contain any of Skyrim's previously released downloadable content. Maybe because they will never be released on PlayStation 3. Black Ops live-action trailer. Boom. This live-action trailer for Black Ops 2 is fun. There's Robert Downey Jr. bringing a jet to a gunfight. So, as well as Tony Stark, the trailer features Kyle Myers, aka YouTube Weapons Dude FPS Russia, among many other ridiculous things, a horse. It supposedly ties into the Nuketown 2025 multiplayer map, which comes with pre-orders, but we reckon Richie never played the game too much. That was this week's top stories. We now pass over to Simon Thornton and Ben Potter to discuss the news in detail. I'm Willie McPinch, and until next time, how do you like your eggs in the morning? I like mine with a sexual assault. And that was the news. So, that was newsy. End of the show. <laughs> yeah, that was... Okay, right. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show, end of the show, end of the show. So thank you very much for listening. You can check us out on the social networks. We are there. They're all in the description. You can look for them yourself, and even Commander Shepard will tell you a few things as well. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure you vote for us in the Stitch Rewards. I have a really good feeling about this. And also let us know what you thought of that video we did. It was on your feeds, it's on YouTube, it's on the Facebook page, because we put in a quite a lot of effort and we haven't had feedback. Well, we got we got likes, we got, yeah, I'm going to vote for you, but no one actually complimented us on the <laughs> Say video. Say like that, we like people to vote. <laughs> of course, please vote as well. But I would like people to know if they like that sort of video format so we can decide whether or not to do that sort of yeah. thing in the future. Actually, something I was planning on doing soon um soon. that is video related so if you make sure you follow us on twitter and facebook you'll see it first and you'll make sure you don't miss it yeah because obviously we we don't we don't just do stuff on itunes god love you bye goodbye acquaintances
You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. Radio UK.